Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. One very interesting feature of Aristophanes' speech about love in the symposium is his contrast between our original state and the state that we currently inhabit, what we take to be our normal state. He's telling us that if we understand something about the kind of beings we originally were, and this is allegorical, of course, he's not making a historical factual statement or a statement about human phylogenesis or anything like that. But if we understand that, our primal condition, that will illuminate the condition that we find ourselves in today. So what was our original state? We've already talked about you know, having the four arms and four legs and getting cut down the middle and the desire for unification that comes about. Another feature of this is he says, we think in terms of two sexes, and then we talk about the different possible, you know, permutations of relationships between those, when really we were originally three sexes, or three, another word for it would be races, geni, in this. And humankind We were a little bit mixed up when we think about our current situation and try to make sense of it in terms of whether you're male or female, because the males and females were originally parts of of larger wholes. So he's got this uh, interesting origin story where, you know, one class comes from the sun and one class comes from the earth and one class comes from the moon, which is kind of a mixture of sun and earth. And we don't really need to worry so much about the astrological logical discussions there. What's really much more interesting and and more important for this is that the, the creatures coming from the sun are entirely male. These are the ones that, in addition to their two faces and two, you know, sets of arms and legs, or what we would consider two sets of arms and legs, they would consider a full set of arms and legs, they have two sets of male genitalia. So when they're split down the middle, what we get are two males which then feel the force of erotic attraction towards each other, ideally towards the one that they're missing. But, you know, as I pointed out before, other males will do, particularly if they're close to the type of the one that happens to be missing. That's the force of erotic desire. What it was really being desired is not just sex, but but also companionship and intimacy. There's a wonderful quote that I'll read in just a moment. And what's really being desired there is this restoration of lost unity in the originally fully male. Aristophanes is saying these two males aren't really totally male. They're more male, by the way, for him than the one over here. But what was truly male is this original being with the the full complement of bits and pieces. Likewise, We have beings that are entirely female, and when they're split in half, you get two female halves. The same conditions hold. They feel erotic desire towards each other. They are looking, again, for their other missing half, but if they can't find that particular female missing half, they will find another female to be the object of of their desire and their affection, sexual uh, attraction, intimacy, and hopefully some sort of restored fusion. Now, over here, we have the androgynous ones, and he uses that word, androgune. Andros means male or man, anir, andros, right? 
Gune means woman, female, and so the androgynous are the ones who have one set of female organs and one set of male organs. When they're split down the middle, you get one female half and one male half. Again, they feel erotic desire towards each other. They want to have sex. They want to have intimacy. They want to have companionship. What they ultimately desire is this fusion. And the same sort of thing holds where, you know, if the female half dies, the male can seek out another female half or vice versa. It won't be quite the same as the original unity, but it'll at least be some sort of substitute for it. Here's what's particularly interesting about this. I, I pointed out that the, the male on this side, from the perspective of Aristophanes, is not as male as these males are over here. The female on this side is not as female as the ones that came from the original female. So he's saying that same-sex couples, same-sex attraction, in a certain respect, expresses the essence of the gender more than does other sex, heterosexual attraction and relationships. Very, you know, interesting point for him to be making, particularly since he's the only person there who does not have a male-male relationship, love relationship, in the symposium. He also gives some descriptions of these, and the descriptions, I think, are quite interesting to provoke a little bit of thought. He says, uh, going back to the androgynous one, the man who is a slice of the androgynous one will naturally be attracted by women. And then he gives us an example, the adulterer. So he's, he's playing around with this. The force of erotic desire, in this case, will lead to not actually forming an attachment that is you know, unique, monogamous, marked by fidelity. He talks about the adulterer, the one who's seducing other people's wives. Uh, and then he talks about the woman who runs after men, you know, the same side, right? There's something about this androgynous original sexuality that we call heterosexuality that leads to a, a tendency towards promiscuity on the part of both sexes, at least the way that, that Aristophanes is telling the story. The possibility for more stable bonds seems to be in these two. So he talks about the woman who is a slice of the original female is attracted by women. In fact, uh, she is a lesbian. Men who are slices of the male are followers of the male and show their masculinity throughout their boyhood by the way they make friends with men and the delight they take in lying beside them and being taken in their arms. And then he says, and these are the most hopeful of the nation's youth for theirs is the most virile, the most manly constitution because they came from the original man. Now notice that you require this group over here in order to continue the, the human race, in order to keep adding people to it. But Aristophanes, the way that he's telling the story, happiness can arise for anybody in finding their missing mate, but he seems to be placing it more on, on this side, doesn't he, as we look through it. He's not going to talk quite so much about female-female relations. He is going to talk quite a bit more about male-male relations. The key point here is that we have this, we, we might say, dividing line that we can draw between the original or primal nature of human beings, which gives us indications about how to understand what we, in fact, experience in our current condition and what we try to make sense of by classifying. So Aristophanes is suggesting that the classifications that we tend to make might, in fact, have a basis that's not really adequate to this original or, or primal situation of, of human beings. 
Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.